Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every single step of the way, providing a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show, 855-212-4CBS on where? CBS Sports Radio, and that's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. They can get you 15% off with a hell of a discount. Go ahead and check them out online. Geico.com. Learn more. Car, motorcycle, RV policies, an extra 15% credit. Geico.com. Fine, fine people over at that company. All right, I gotta get to the. I gotta go around. We gotta do the. We gotta do the call your shot for the NFC. Got a lot of moving parts right now. We got worker shoot coming up. When it comes to Kamar at five years, seventy four. When it comes to Cook at five years, sixty three. I think both of these teams. These are these are going to be teams that put me to the test. Last week, I laid it all out for you. You go over the last five Super Bowl appearances. By a multitude of teams, we did 11 starting running backs for those teams. 11 different people starting at running back. One first-round pick won the Super Bowl. Nobody who was paid a substantial salary won one of those Super Bowls. There was one extended contract in there, and that was Todd Gurley. That's it. There were four guys who were undrafted free agents who started in those Super Bowls. The running back position is not at a premium. It's it's the weirdest market you'll find. I I think it might be the weirdest market in sports. You have a position in running back. They take multiple hits. They do multiple things for offenses. I think they're every bit as important to an offense as they've ever been. I really do. Guys who play running back, they come out of the backfield. They line up in the slot. It is no longer just between the tackles. These guys, they make their own plays. They're more important, I think, in offenses than they've ever been, and they are worth less than they've ever been worth. It goes right there. In the, I gave it to you in brass tacks last week, folks. Paying them doesn't work. I brought up Christian McCaffrey. You have to pay Christian McCaffrey. He's a top 10 running back. He's the only thing Carolina has on their offense. You have to pay Christian McCaffrey. Doesn't mean they're going to be good. Le'Veon Bell got 52, 53 guaranteed hick from the New from the New York Jets. Just wasted money. You might as well, the Johnson family should have just taken $53 million, put it all in a big pile, and set the pile on fire. There's plenty of running backs that I, I believe they'll go out and they'll get paid big money by mediocre football teams. Joe Mixon, I thought, might be a little bit different. Joe Mixon is on a team with a rookie quarterback. By the time that the rookie quarterback's contract and his merge with his extension, they should be a pretty good football team. That's part of it. But you're on a rookie deal. You can afford to pay him some scratch. Go ahead and give him the 48 mil. I was thinking the same thing with Kamara. That's on a different, that's on a different spectrum. 
I don't know what's going to happen with Jameis Winston. I think this Taysom Hill stuff is ridiculous. The guy's thrown 15, 15 total passes. He's 30 years old, and we're talking about him being the next, the heir apparent for Drew Brees, I think is foolish. I really do. I think if they're serious about that, they have either gotten fat off their own essence or they've gone crazy in New Orleans. They got Jameis Winston there. Maybe you're thinking that that guy's going to have to help after Drew Brees, but you have a 41-year-old quarterback. It makes sense. That makes sense. Dalvin Cook, five years, $63 million. If it works out, they're going to want to do it again with Kirk Cousins. So that's going to put me to a test of whether or not that these guys are worth it. And for their business, you hope that the, they hope that these guys are worth it. Because if they are, then it opens that conversation back up. There are plenty of good running backs out there right now who look damn good on their football teams who are awaiting those contracts, and you want to see whether or not these contracts work out, like Dalvin Cooks, like Alvin Kamara, if these contracts are worth it, and they can make arguments for themselves and be able to break that bank. Because there's a lot of guys, I, I've been able to see quarter running backs lately, and it just turns into, yeah, you'll get money because someone's got to give you money. And it turns into kind of a bad football team type of scenario. Well, we're not very good. We don't have a good quarterback. We've got to be able to run the ball. Here's some money. Let's get that running back. Let's Here's some money. I know that guy's good. Here we go. We drafted this guy. Our quarterback isn't that good. Maybe our quarterback isn't that good yet in the terms of Joe, Joe Mixon down in Cincinnati. We don't know yet. He will develop into that position with him and Joe Burrow. Here's some money. So this one's going to be interesting. Because they're the same team, it's just an extended amount of money. And if they do well this year, who knows what happens with Mike Zimmer. It seems like he's been on the hot seat each of the last couple of years. They're going to want to run that thing back with he and Kirk Cousins. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Hickey, are we ready to do it? Are we ready to call our shot? Yes. For a yes. second, I thought I dropped you. I was no, nervous. sorry. I th- I thought you were gonna say. You know, I was waiting for you to be like, call a shot in the NFC. And I was gonna boom. There's the music. Oh, so okay. sorry about that. It was a miscommunication. You scared, you scared the bejesus out of me, son. Well, you had a lot of passion, so I thought we were gonna get you know continue okay. to bring the energy. You know, I'm a passionate person. I'm a passionate person. Now again, throughout the final hour, let me reiterate: your Super Bowl picks. Go ahead, lay them on me. We will record them. We will put them down into the file. I already have my sheet written out. I will keep that sheet. Until we get ready for Super Bowl 55, and then we will play those leading up to that Super Bowl that Saturday before that Super Bowl, and we'll see who was right, who was wrong, including myself. That's why I don't like doing, here's our predictions for each division, and here's our predictions. No, 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 no. I'm calling my shot about every single team, and later on, we will find out before Super Bowl 55 whether or not I'm right or I'm wrong about every one of these teams. We already did the AFC. I really already don't like what John Clayton told me about Houston. We'll get to that coming up. However, we go to the NFC, and we start with the NFC East, and we start with the Dallas Cowboys. Folks, this is a playoff team. The Dallas Cowboys, Hickey, I hope you're recording. Hickey, the Dallas Cowboys are a playoff team, and Dak's going to get his extension at the end of the season. I'm tired of the rigmarole. I'm tired of the weird conversation. You know he's worth it. You don't put these players on the team and then take away the biggest piece of that team. And Dak Prescott, well, Dak Prescott could play here in 2021 or there in 2020. He'll play in Dallas in 2021 and beyond. Dak is the guy, and he'll prove it this year within that offense. Now it's the NFC East, so I don't know if they're going to go, 
12 and 4, 13 and 3. I frankly don't think so, but they're a playoff team. Dak's going to get paid at the end of the year. The Giants. I think it's more wasted carries for Saquon Barkley. Going right off the heels of what I just said about Kamara, about Cook, about all the other carries. Not that those are wasted carries, but going right off the back of the really the Bell and the McCaffrey and the entire thing. I think it's more wasted carries for Saquon Barkley. I worry Joe Judge is trying to do a Bill Belichick impression instead of being Joe Judge. I get worried about that. Philadelphia. I have questions about their offensive line. Can Wentz stay healthy? Regardless, I think they're a wild card team because I'm picking Dallas to win the division. I think that they win the NFC East this year. But Philadelphia is a wild card team, 9-7, and seven, somewhere in there. I think that they get themselves in. I think that Wentz obviously is a good quarterback. It's just whether or not he can stay upright and all right. And that defense is good. Washington. They'll be looking for a new QB, just like they're looking for a new nickname coming up in 2021. To the north we go, Chicago. You're recording all this, right, Hickey? Of course. You better be. In Chicago, I love Mitch, and I I want him to pull the nose up on this thing. It pains me to say this. He's not going to pull the nose up on this thing. It just doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Nick Foles is starting by week eight. You know what? No, Nick Foles is probably starting by no- by November. It seems they're only starting Mitch just because – I don't know why they're starting Mitch. It seems everybody there hates him. I wish they'd just trade him and give him a fresh start, to be honest with you. Am I wrong about any of this, Hickey? I mean, it just seems – I've never seen a team they, – they traded up, they drafted a guy in, in, in the top five la- – uh, what, three years ago now? And it's – well, four years ago now. Going on four years ago, and it, boy, they just – they want to get rid of him. So I wish they would have just traded him. Go ahead and go with Nick Foles and see if that one works. Hell, he's just become a great big scapegoat anyway. Like at some point, like I get it. I can't keep sitting making excuses for Mitch Trubisky just because I like the kid. I know that. You guys have told me about that many times. But at some time, I have to look at other folks around him and think there is other things infecting this as well. There are other problems with this as well. He has shown flashes of brilliance in the past. He may not be all pro. He not might not be a long-term starter for anybody. But there are flashes there that I think might affect him. And I don't see anywhere where Matt Nagy gets any sort of blame whatsoever. He's blameless in this situation. Well, you went and traded for Nick Foles. If you needed to get away from Mitch Trubisky so bad, then put in freaking Nick Foles. I am beyond to my eyeballs. With what's going on in Chicago, it's all Mitch's fault. Mitch is the worst quarterback and the worst person possible. How? How? Nothing on Matt Nagy. No, 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 no. Never blame the coach. Never blame the guy who's who's supposed to have the offensive system to help him. I never. No, you don't blame him. It's all Mitch's fault. You traded for Nick Foles. You're paying him $20 million. No, it's not Matt Nagy's fault. Okay, we'll just continue to blame Mitch and we'll throw him under the bus. Got it. Good. Good. I don't even want Chicago to win. In fact, I don't even like the Bears now. How about that? Record that one, Hick. I am. We are officially anti-Bears on this show. No more Bears. Locked it in. Thank you, Ken. <sighs> Next, Detroit. I think Stafford's going to get thrown under the bus by the media again. I think that both he and Matt Patricia will be gone for 2021. 
I make excuses for for Mitchell Trubisky. It might sound like I made excuses for Mitchell Trubisky. You're going to think I'm making excuses for Matt Stafford. Because all you got, he had Calvin Johnson, Ken. And I go, okay, but you need more than one wide receiver, wouldn't you? When you're young, wouldn't you need more than one? Wouldn't you need a, you know, a defense? There's been plenty of great wide receivers out there that haven't won jack squat in the NFL, but they've been great. They've been top-end, high-flying wide receivers. Julio Jones might have been to a Super Bowl, but he didn't get over in the Super Bowl, now did he? Been plenty of guys like that. And he had, well, Kenny had Calvin Johnson. Who was his running backs? Joyke Bell? Can you give me Joyke Bell? Who was his offensive line when they were healthy? Give me that? No. Head coaching situation, Jim Schwartz had one little moonlight up there, and then that went straight to hell. It's an organization that has been floundering for a long time. And no, Matt Stafford, He, while he is, I consider, a franchise quarterback, no, Matt Stafford can't answer it for every single one. He, to me, is the poster boy of guys who can do good work and still fall victim to bad teams. You need defense. You need offense. It's a team game. Patrick Mahomes is great. Patrick Mahomes can't go out there with, with, with St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Miami and go beat players in the NFL. I don't know if St. Thomas Aquinas is in Miami. I know it's in Florida. I misspoke there. He can't go out there with St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Florida and go beat NFL players. You need other good players. I think Matt Stafford's done after this year. I think Detroit maybe gets to six wins. Green Bay, they're going to win the division. I wonder if this is Aaron Rodgers last year. No, I can't wonder. I'm going to say it. This is Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. Jordan Love will take over. Whether or not that works out, that's left to be seen. But they do it very, very well up there in Green Bay, don't they? And I think they have a perfect scenario where Jordan Love has some has some talent. He had a rough last year, not all his fault. They switched the head coach up on him. They switched a little bit of the offense up on him. I think he tried too hard. He admitted he pressed and tried too hard and threw himself into some bad spots and some picks. He gets a little bit of time to breathe. The legend that's in front of him, it ain't his job to get him ready. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? It ain't his job to get him ready, but he will still learn. He will still learn, and he will be in a better situation. And you don't have to throw that kid at the end of the first round. You don't have to throw him out there in the middle of a pandemic unless Aaron Rodgers goes down. I think Aaron Rodgers will stay upright. I think that this team wins the NFC North. Minnesota, wild card, same old story. I think they're a wild card team. I think they win a couple of playoff games. I think it's the same old story, though. People are going to want Mike Zimmer fired. Dalvin Cook will rush for a bunch of yards. Kirk Cousins will be a disappointment in the end. In the NFC South, Dan Quinn's last year, Arthur Blank is a pretty patient person, still a 500 football team. They are very it's hard to get a it's hard to get a grip on them. They I feel very lions when it comes to the Falcons anymore. Not as interesting as they used to be. The helmets are great, the uniforms aren't that great. I don't like the ATL thing, but they got some talent there and you look at Matt Ryan, his stats are always through the roof. But I still think they're a 500 football team as they continue to reload, try to reload defense. New Orleans, I think this is Drew Brees' last year. I think that they win the division. This is a team, I think, that has what it takes where I talked to John Clayton earlier on this show. I talked to John McClain earlier on this show. There's very few people that know as much about football as either one of those two guys. They both love the Saints. I'm going to go with them. I say that the Saints not only win this division, I say the Saints go to the Super Bowl. In Tampa Bay, big hopes. But they have the players to fill those hopes. Arians, Gronk, Brady, 
They've all been here before. And I think I need to get that through my heart. Not my head, but my heart. Because when we tend to heap praise on teams, I'm always wondering where the catch is. We heap praise on on Arizona. I think Arizona's still a little bit away. We heap praise on Denver. Well, I think they're going to really be struggling without a couple of guys on their defense and obviously Von Miller there. We heap praise on other teams, and they're not really ready to take that next step. We did it to San Francisco. We did it to Cleveland. San Francisco bounced back, but the year that year they lost their quarterback. They won four games. We've done this before. These guys are vets. These guys have been there before. I don't think that any of these lights are too bright for any one of these people. Arians, Gronk, Brady, they've all been there before. They've all seen it at its highest level. These are guys that are ready to do this. This is going to be a formidable team. They compete for this division. They don't win this division, but I think they go to the playoffs and take a nice deep run. Carolina, fantasy fans are all going to love Christian McCaffrey, but the real fans are not going to like the Carolina Panthers. I fear for Matt Rule in his maiden voyage with this Carolina team. The thing that is the silver lining is that Matt Rule has dealt with terrible scenarios that he's had to rebuild before. When he was with Baylor, the first year he was in Baylor, and then leading them on, that was a total mess down at Baylor. I thought that they were going to go to old Baylor. Matt Rule pulled them right out of the dumpster, left them in a pretty good spot. We'll see if he can do it there in Carolina. But it's going to take some time, and he has his main player in McCaffrey. They may very well eventually be on their way up, but I think they're going to struggle this year a little bit. And If Teddy Bridgewater can play pretty decently, they're still going to struggle, but maybe they're able to help themselves a little bit. Over to the West, the L.A. Rams. I think McCaff- or I think McVay needs to scheme his running backs a little bit better like he did Todd Gurley in the day. They still have some players. They've just given Jalen Ramsey that extension. Now, I know that John Clayton says that they've still lost some guys. I still think that this is an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, football team. Maybe if the ball bounces their way, 10-6. and six. It's a big window for, for the L.A. Rams. McVay needs, I think he needs a good staff still with him. We've given him genius status because of how he can recall certain things. I think we also need to understand that he, he's a guy that's going to need help. Any good coach needs a good staff and needs help. And I wonder if that, losing Wade Phillips there, I wonder if that still affects them a little bit because he did run that. He was the head coach of that defense that first year with Sean McVay. Plus, I am a Wade Phillips fan. Arizona, big expectations. We've already had a guy call in to say that they were going to win the Super Bowl this year or they were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. They were going to lose to Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Swear to God, we've had that call already. Arizona has big expectations this year. I agree with John Clayton. It's a tough division. I could see them 6-10, 7-9. But they'll add, I think they'll take that next leap. And I have been very nasty at times about Steve Kime. Let me w- not walk back comments, but give credit where it's due. They left him in that position. I thought it was asinine that Steve uh, that Steve Kime... He hires Steve Wilkes. People argued whether or not he did or not. You're still the general manager. You drafted Josh Rosen. Both of those things blow up in your face. You got another chance. You brought in Kingsbury. Kingsbury, you might want to give it to the Bidwells maybe. Fine, but you still brought in Cliff Kingsbury. You still brought in Kyler Murray, and right now you look like you're one of the teams that are probably better off for the future. Let me give you credit where it's due. You pulled the nose up on the thing, and I got to tell you, it's a hell of a job. I still think you're 6-10, 7-9, somewhere in there but you're on your way up. I think 2021 is the year that maybe Arizona breaks through. San Francisco, is it a malaise? I say no. I think that they are better than the Rams in 2019. 
I think people will question them and wonder if there's a malaise, but it's a good football team, and it's still a good, complete football team, and I like Jimmy Garoppolo more than a lot of people do. You guys say that they tank, but they traded a second-round pick for Garoppolo as a quarterback you guys all want to get rid of, it seems, over there in San Francisco. I think that they are probably a 10-11 win football team. They're not as dominant as they were last year. They make the playoffs. We'll see how far they go. Seattle, listen, Russell's going to be a kook. He's still going to take them deep again. They continue to redevelop their defense. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the business. They won't win the Super Bowl. They'll make a nice run, though. You got three teams, I think, that could compete in that division. I think you'll get two out of that division that go to the play or go to the playoffs and and maybe do some damage. But I have New Orleans winning in the NFC. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, and I'm going to take New Orleans to win the whole shebang. We'll get your guys' predictions, 855-212-4227. We'll hit the record button. You'll put your name in there, the whole thing. We'll get you guys on the record about that throughout the rest of the show. And, hey, I can admit it, I'm rooting for Dak Prescott. Coming up at 1.40 p.m. Eastern as well, work or shoot. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. I'm rooting for Dak. Let me come right on out and say it. I'm rooting for Dak. And I'm going to be sending some nasty texts right after this show here in about 25 minutes because Iowa State's always going to do Iowa State stuff with these teams. God, I love them. No one plays down to their opponent like Iowa State. Good God almighty. I know we're in a weird year, but Lord almighty. They're going to give up a touchdown right here before the end of this half. You watch. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Also monitoring a... North Carolina and Syracuse monitoring Appalachian State against Charlotte. Lots of good college football going on, so hopefully you're enjoying it wherever you're at, and hopefully you'll get to watch some of it coming up a little bit later on today. I am rooting for Dak, and I'll tell you why. And I know we got Worker Shoot coming up, and before Worker Shoot, I'm going to want Hickey's thoughts on, right before we start that segment, I'm going to want Hickey's thoughts on who he thinks is going to win, just so we put him on the record as well. We'll put you guys on the record, 855-212-4227. Who you guys got for the Super Bowl, we'll record you, we'll replay you coming up right before Super Bowl 55. I root for Dak because I think that he gets underrated. I don't like how people – I think people t- tend to pick on him. He's his own man, and I can't stress this enough. He already plays in one of the biggest markets in the NFL. He already plays for arguably the Yankees of the NFL. Now, I know the Yankees have won a whole lot more, but you get the fan base. You get what I'm saying. It's not where he's holding one of the other markets over the barrel. It's the Cowboys. And he knows, or he should know, that Jerry and Steven will always overpay. John McClain said it. John Clayton said it, both on this show today. You get the franchise tag, you play well, you have Mike McCarthy as your head coach, this is your shot. This is your shot. Go back to last year. I encourage you, Go get, if you got game pass, go back and watch those games in 2019. He was good. Dak was good. He's the exact example I was saying about Matt Stafford earlier this year, earlier in the show, where you can be a victim of your circumstance and still be a good quarterback. You can be an 8-8 eight eight football team or a 7-9 football team. And you can look at that quarterback and go, how is this possible? You start putting around the stats, you go, what, what, what is this? Dak's that guy. It's explainable. Jason Garrett lost that locker room. Defense was not what that defense was supposed to be. Sean Lee, if that guy could stay healthy, I think he'd be one of the best to ever play that position. 
I mean that. He he is everything. To say he's Randy White probably wouldn't be the right thing to say, but he's this generation's Randy White, and he's got heart, he's got soul, he's got everything you want out of him. If the guy could have ever stayed healthy, he'd be perennial pro bowler, perennial all pro, Hall of Fame material. When he's always hurt, you lose things on that defense. And I'm not talking last year, this year, whatever. I'm talking every single year. And Dak Prescott has proven to be a guy who's gotten them through the woods. He's played better. They, he lost Des Bryant. Des Bryant was his number one. They got him other wide receivers. He continued to grow. He's passed the test. But sometimes you don't have the very best. Uh, we could be looking at this by the end of this year. They could be a 10-6 and six or 11-5 and five football team, and we could have been saying, hate to say this because I think Jason Garrett is a smart guy, but you know what? They probably should have fired Jason Garrett a hell of a lot sooner. They probably wasted some time with Dak Prescott there. But I have no fault in a player taking a team that's notoriously overpaid because his agents definitely told him that, and he should have told him that. I have no problem with a player on a team that's notoriously overpaid trying to get them to overpay him. I want him to be overpaid. They're clearing their cap space. They want the $27 million of cap space, and they should to try to pay Dak Prescott. But the offensive line, they fluctuated it out. He's still been good. The running game, he's got Zeke Elliott. He certainly helps out in every single category there is. They've given him wide receivers. He'll continue to be good with wide receivers. They need to keep addressing that defense. He'll continue to be good with that defense. I think this is the year of Dak. And I'm not a journalist. I don't have to call it down the line. I'm allowed to root for and against people, and I'm rooting for Dak Prescott. I can't believe I'm backing up all these Cowboys fans. I think I'm with you this year. Don't make a fool of me, Cowboy fan, but I'm with you this year. And if you do, I'll never forgive you because I'm allowed to be emotional and I'm allowed to be mean-spirited about it, and I will always hold this over your head if Dak Prescott goes out there and embarrasses me for making arguments for him. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'll get to your guys' calls when we come back, and we'll do work or shoot, and we'll get hickey. Still a lot to do. Before the Pony Master, the Pony Express over there from 2 to 6 here on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's speak now or forever hold your peace. And that number brought to you by the fine folks at GEICO. Right now, offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies on top of what Geico could already save you. What are you waiting for? Visit Geico.com to learn more. Also, remember, football tomorrow. Football is back. And another season of the NFL on CBS begins. Week one features Cam Newton's debut in New England. Last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson, leading the Ravens against Baker and the Browns and Allen and the Bills facing Darnold's Jets. Plus, Joe Burrow's first game with the Bengals. It all starts with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, tomorrow only on CBS. I want to get to the phones here first, 855-2124-CBS. We'll try to get worker shoot in. i got to get Hickey's prediction in, the whole deal. Brady, Windsor, Ontario, you've been more than patient. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Am I wrong when I say that Kansas City will not repeat? Uh, yeah, they are going to repeat because I think that, first First of all, thank you for the uh, Big Boss Man theme song. He is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Unfortunately, we lost him on a heart attack September yep. 22, 2004 at age 41. But 
I way with, too soon one of the most underrated athletic oh, specimens that's for sure. you'll oh, ever see. I love see. the big boss man. Oh, and also, thank you for that eastbound and down taste of that. I love that. that I love that song. Too. But anyways, I think uh, with uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire being added to Tyreek Hill and and um, and Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. Heck, some of those uh, Chiefs games might look like college games. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs approach 600 points this year. And even though their defense might not be, you know, of the best, I think they could go 15 and 14 and two, maybe 15 and one, and, and repeat as Super Bowl champions. And of course, I think Mahomes will even improve more. He'll improve more, you know, because this will be his, uh, I think, third uh, third season as a starter but also because uh, he won't have to throw the ball like 40, 50 times a game. He'll only have to maybe throw it 25, 30 times a game now. Okay. Just think they could, they, could, they could maybe even get like 7,000 yards this season, which is I think about 450 yards a game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't okay. put that past them too. But, yeah, yeah, Ken, I think the Chiefs are, are going to repeat. So thanks for putting me on and have a great day. Glad to have you, Brady. Thank you very much for the call. 855-2124-CBS. I've had some people disagree. I've had some people agree. John McClain agreed with me earlier today from the Houston Chronicle. I, I think it's going to be difficult. I think they are going to breeze through the regular season. I think the regular season is going to be no problem for Kansas City. They might have a slip-up here or there. I think they probably are a 14-2, and two, probably a 14-2, and two, even 15-1 and one team. I think they're going to be that good unless something bad happens and no one wants to wish that. I think the postseason might be the problem. You are going to have other good teams in the AFC who are going to be motivated. And I keep looking at Baltimore. We have been doing nothing but saying, like Lamar Jackson's good, and we all know that, but we keep saying 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2. They're hungry. And all the only thing we've been talking about with Kansas City is how good Kansas City is. We've been just heaping praise on Kansas City. All the platitudes you can think of, we've been giving it to Kansas City. When you're hit in the mouth, it's hard to go back to praise to muster up the courage to go back. When you go back to doubt, when you go back to adversity, it's the easiest natural motivator that you can find. That's why every team likes to play the underdog. It's hard to wear the crown. It's easier to be the underdog. They count us out. Every movie in sports is made. They don't make movies. The Mighty Ducks. Do you think they wanted to fall around the Hawks? No, they fall around the Mighty Ducks. D5, the underdogs, the plucky underdogs who couldn't even afford their own uniforms before Mr. Duckworth put out the 15 grand. That's what they wanted. Our favorite movies, they're all about underdogs. They're not about the champs. They don't do that. And it's the easiest way to go about it. Well, Kansas City's the champ now. Before it was 50 years of, oh, man, we got so close with with Marty Schottenheimer and we got close with Montana and we got close with with Marcus Allen and with Derek Thomas. We had some great teams. Yeah, we just never, never got over the hump. Then they went through despair. They had a couple of good years. They went through despair. They tried the castle thing. Ah, oh, gosh, we just can't get off our ass and really get over it. They get Alex Smith. They get some great play out of Alex Smith. They were a playoff team with Alex Smith. Then you get this, what looks like the future of quarterbacking in professional football, maybe the future of quarterbacking in the sport above everything. And Patrick Mahomes, he wins. Now you have to re-motivate. 
And when you're up at the top of the hill looking down, while it's easier to defend, it's harder to motivate. 855-2124-CBS. Hickey, your prediction real quick. Who do you got winning it all? Go ahead. All right, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think they're just too good. They added a, now a running element to their game, keep defenses off uh, – uh, off their off their toes. I can't even talk right now. Sorry. That's Chiefs okay. over the Seahawks is my pick. I see Jesse Palmer on TV too. It's hard for me to talk as well. Okay, um, you're taking the Chiefs, so I, there's the, the majority disagrees with me, but I'm still taking I'm still taking the against the Chiefs. Now, who do you have again them beating? I'm sorry. Who do you have them beating in the Super Bowl, Hickey? The Seahawks. The Seahawks. Okay, just want to make sure. Write that down. Make sure it's all taken care of, then seal it as we get ready for the upcoming 2020 season. Are you ready for the upcoming worker shoot? Oh, of course. Away we go. Now, worker shoot is like true or false, except it's more like false or true because a work is false and a shoot is true. Hickey, let's do it. All right, Ken. So we talked about the Buccaneers a little bit ago, and obviously one there's one GM out there that is not buying a Tom Brady decline. That also happens to be the Buccaneers general manager who signed him, and that's Jason Light. As he spoke yesterday and said how Brady's arm actually looks stronger than he did last year when they watched on film. So work or shoot, Tom Brady will lead the league in passing touchdowns. Oh, that's a work. In pa- whoa, 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 whoa. In passing touchdowns? Lead the league in passing touchdowns. Oh, I finished your sentence before. That's my fault. I'm sorry, Hick. You know what? I'm still going to say it's a work. I wanted, I wanted to say – I thought you were going to say yards, and I was going to go, oh, no, that's that's definitely a work. There's other quarterbacks who are going to do it. And then I thought, again, Mahomes, other guys, yeah, I still think that that one's going to be a work. I, I, don't, I don't believe that he is rickety. I don't believe that he's falling apart. He's not what he was when he was 34. That's true. But I still can believe that maybe his arm got a little bit stronger. You, you, when you don't have – it was an early exit last year. And I, I'm willing to bet that he had been even – he's already a workout fiend and a psycho about that type of thing. I'm willing to bet he went in even harder this time. That that vampire he has that works out his stuff with Alex Guerrero, I, I think that he probably did something together where he might be stronger throwing the football. He might have a stronger arm than what he did last year. You get that extra month to revitalize yourself. You didn't take as many hits. I could believe that with Tom Brady getting ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I could see that. So there, I think that that's a shoot. I can believe him there. But in terms of leading the league and passing touchdowns, I still think that that is a work. Uh, he doesn't need to lead the league in passing touchdowns. He just needs to He just needs to bring those interceptions down from where Jameis Winston had him because it was through the roof. Because if Jameis Winston would have done it, I think that would have been a playoff team last year. They would have been a wild card team, I think, last season. All that's all he has to do, and he's got the weapons to do it. He's got the know-how to do it. He's got the coach that is able to do it. They should be a really good football team this year. Next. All right, so one side, obviously, is Tom Brady go down to Tampa Bay. Well, the other side of that is head coach Bill Belichick, who remained in New England, and he seems also to be enjoying life now without his former partner. The hoodie seems jovial as he's been smiling, gushing about his new quarterback in Cam Newton, and Ken, he's even doing commercials for Subway. So, work or shoot, the Patriots will win the AFC East this year. Patriots will win the AFC East this year. That is a work. The Buffalo Bills are winning the AFC East this year. First time since 1989. 
The Buffalo Bills are no. It can't be 1989. I think that was in the 1990s. They, they yeah, they had to have won the AFC East in the 1990s. I'm gonna have to look that up again. I think the the Browns the last time they won a division was 1989. When was the last time the Buffalo Bills did? Wasn't it 1994? Either way, they're winning the division this year. The Bills are. The the Patriots are not as bad as what some people want to make them out to be. Some people are saying you know five and eleven, even four and twelve. I think that's totally asinine. One, Cam Newton is still a physical specimen. They have not won the division since 1995. I beg your pardon. I was off on that by a year. Um, I think that the Patriots with Bill Belichick, he's worth four wins in his own right. They're going to go four and two in the East. They're going to sweep the Jets. They're going to split in Miami. They're going to probably – I'm going to take them to win tomorrow, and I'm going to take them to lose down in Miami because they never play well in Miami. And then I think they're going to split with Buffalo. It's still the Patriots. It's still Belichick. I also think that, and even though while this is a work that they're going to win the division, I do think it's a work that he is a happier person. What we're seeing here is the quintessential Bill Belichick, folks. Because Cam Newton is an emotional person. He is happy-go-lucky. He can be very, very down. I think that Bill Belichick is playing into the strengths of his quarterback. Cam Newton likes to smile. Cam Newton likes to have a good time. He likes to have fun playing football, and he's a fun football player to watch. And Bill Belichick knows that. Tom Brady can be more cerebral. I think I think Brady responds to criticism better. I think Brady responds to to, to negativity and adversity better. He I think he knows Cam in that type of guy. I think that Bill knows that, and that's why Bill has Bill has regained his smile from when he lost it Shawn Michaels style so many years ago. Next. Another big game and another disappearing act from Rocket star James Harden. Down 2-1 in their series against the Lakers back on Thursday night, Harden didn't attempt a shot from the field in the fourth quarter of an eventual 110-100 loss to put the Rockets now in a 3-1 hole that they will face later on tonight. Work or shoot, an NBA team with James Harden as their best player will never win a championship. I think it's a shoot. I think it's a shoot. I think there's other players that are better. I, I, I thought we saw some great basketball. He's totally vanished. I defend him a little bit because we compare him to LeBron James, and there's very few players that you could ever defend. You could ever compare to LeBron James, but I think it's a shoot. I just I do not see him being that guy that can be a killer when he needs to be. I'm not going to do that. I think that that is – I think it's a, that's a shoot. They're not going to win. They're not going to win with James Harden as their best player, and that's any team. Next. History, Ken, was made in the bubble. Now, while a few NBA players have gotten in trouble for breaking protocol, Rockets forward Daniel House Jr. became the first player to get kicked out of the bubble after the NBA discovered he had an unauthorized guest in his room for several hours. You better be careful. So, work or shoot, nothing crazier, work or shoot, this is the most memorable playoff exit. Um, I don't know, man. Eugene Robinson's was pretty memorable. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I know. And listen, that's a slip up, but Eugene Robinson was pretty memorable. Now, there's a lot of rumor, there's a lot of innuendo going around about Daniel House out there. Okay, I I thought it was a tester, and I got to tell you, if you're able to pitch woo while you have a Q-tip up your nose, buddy, you can lay on the language pretty thick. So, I'm going to say work that is not true. That is not the most memorable exit. Next. 
We'll finish up with this. The story of the day so far, Ken. The Chiefs picked up where they left off on Thursday night, defeating the uh, the Texans 34-20. Offense, as we know, looked great with Patrick Mahomes, threw for three touchdowns. Rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire burst onto the scene, 138 rushing yards on touchdown. Workers shoot. The Chiefs will repeat as Super Bowl champions. Well, gosh, I knew, I knew you'd cave. I told you to not ask me about you-know-who, and so you threw up some layup about the Kansas City Chiefs. I've spent two hours today talking to people about the Kansas City Chiefs. I didn't well, – I, I knew last you'd do that. I knew I you'd cave. I didn't think that we I would spend the buckle. entire show on it. One, and two – you're telling me not to bring up a subject, and then you're getting mad at me for not bringing I, up a subject. And, and the other thing is because I thought you'd have some backbone and just say to hell with Ken, I'm going to bring it up and make him answer about it anyway, even though you know I wouldn't have answered about it, but we still would have had that weird air there where, yeah, you know what? Maybe a bronze wide receiver likes to have a good time. I don't know. I can't say yes. I can't say no. I know, no, also know that saying allegedly doesn't just get you out of any sort of legal ramifications, but does really uh, does does that certain wide receiver actually want to put those out there into the public, into, a, into some sort of a Court case, no. When it comes to Kansas City, I think that's a work. I don't think they're going to repeat. And when it comes to the other scenario, you know what, Hickey? I think that that's a work, too. I don't think that's real. Wow, okay. Yeah, All right. there you go. Fantastic work as always, Hickey. All right, we'll put them in the vault, all your predictions. We'll get them out getting ready for Super Bowl 55. Big thanks to all the guys who helped out. Pierno, Hickey, Herskowitz, Belletti, everybody was great. The Pony Express, up next. You're going to enjoy them. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.